Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. You are listening to a spirited discussion with Jerry Flanagan, the litigation director of Consumer Watchdog, and we are talking about their initiative that's going to go on the 2024 ballot called Government Transparency Act. Well, Jerry, you were, you were talking uh, before the break about uh, the abuses of attorney-client privilege by agency lawyers and uh, how that has been uh, used to prevent the public from getting access to records about the public's business. Can you, can you give us yeah. a little bit more information about that and how this act yeah. will change that? And, you know, for your listeners' sake, you know, if you ever, hopefully you ever get into legal trouble, you know, you, whenever you talk to your lawyer, whatever you tell them is going to be privileged and no one can get access to it. And that's critical for our civil litigation it is. process. But when that theory gets applied to agency lawyers, we get into trouble. And what's happened is, is that agencies, in order to yet have another excuse for not producing records, they just assign a lawyer to the project. And anytime they put a lawyer on the project, no matter what it is, it could be erecting the stop sign on the street or overseeing the signing of the contract or whatever. Whenever that a lawyer is assigned, the agencies claim attorney-client privilege. Even though this is the public's it. business and the, yeah. the lawyer is actually representing the public, supposedly. Yes, that's my first question. It's like, well, it might be attorney-client privilege, but who's the client? The client is the public. And you know, the, the, the major point here is is that the public public records are public access is, is required unless there is an exemption or a privilege is a, exemption or a privilege applies and the agencies have just abused attorney client privilege the initiative would retain attorney client privilege in its core function but cut it back to where it was meant to apply where there is an identifiable client and it cannot be used just for the ministerial duties of the agency on behalf of the public. What? It narrows it down where with a, with a lawyer, you know, it's like, for example, if you're a special counsel sued for the agency head who's been sued and you're giving that person advice, of course that's going to be attorney-client. Of privilege. course. that That's a different kettle of fish. But um, uh, during the break, uh, Mike Nolan here uh, uh, was talking a little bit about why it's so important to keep these public records and, uh, and frankly, maybe, maybe you should consider making the five-year statute a 20-year statute. Uh, Mike, you want to tell Jerry about uh, what happened up north? Well, there's a, there's, there's a couple of points that you could make. Is the, uh, uh, Up in uh, Northern California, there was a, a, a friend of mine was someone who always went to city council meetings and took the uh, a packet or whatever they had and took it home with her and threw it in a box. And then um, in... Uh, uh, the city adopted a mellow roost tax that was supposed to end after 20 years to pay for a bond wasn't it to pay for pay for some sort of yeah. pay, pay for some sort of improvement under the under the state legislation uh, one homeowner had been there a long time after 25 years said wait this was only supposed to be for 20 years i still see this uh, tax on my property tax bill so she goes to the city, and the city said, "Well, we can't find that resolution because it's there's why not? It's been um, you know it's beyond the time that we it's been deleted, and we don't have it." And uh, that person went to the um, my friend who went up to her attic, dug out, went through the paperwork, and she found it and presented it to the uh, city council. And they had to 
Oh, yeah, it was only for 20 years. Yeah, I guess we do have to take this tax off. <laughs> but there you have the uh, – another example is that uh, we – the great uh, freedom of um, uh, we cherish comes from the Magna Carta that was written in 1215, signed by King yeah. John. And what I find amazing isn't so much that the Magna Carta, what it says, it was that someone preserved it in the Tower of London for <laughs> 400 years. After, when the, uh, they, um, after 400 years of having English kings and queens, they got a Scotsman, Charles I, and Lord, who wanted to impose a more Scot-like Scott type of government on England, and Lord Coke had to go to the Tower of London and search, and he came up. Oh, there's a there's a, the Magna Carta, and he could bring that down and use that as the petition of right that Parliament could could and use. And I suppose Jerry, if the English could keep something for 400 years, California ought to be able to keep something for five. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and this is an important point of distinction, and I appreciate that. That's a great story. Um, uh, is that? Uh, this is a minimum retention for general public records. Right. There, but that's a minimum. There is a, there's something called the state archiving law, and there are similar requirements at the county level that require, and this is another violation of your guess, require uh, records, legislative records of ordinances or state laws to ma- maintain for ever. Ever. <laughs> so, that, so, yeah, it, it, there are separate provision, provisions um, of the code, government code that apply to legislative records, and even as their public records, there are what they call retention schedules when they apply to. And this is getting really into the weeds of sort of transparency nerd talk. But when you get into these trans- retention schedules that govern types of uh, legal documents held at the state, county, and city level, yeah. and th- th- those are much. Those record requirements are much beyond the minimum. So those are different classes. Why? Because of the very reason. Yeah, well, because no one can remember the, the reason we had the law 25 years later, except for this one woman who had the, the thing. In it. But the point is that that, that that agency shouldn't have destroyed it. Of, of um, course, of course. Yeah. I, I was going to say, the, um, I've done le- legislative research. You find a statute, and you say, what was the purpose of this? And you have to yeah. go look for the file, and it's usually in the archives, Yeah. unless the legislator is still alive. And this yes. was, a, I was doing a 20-year, uh, 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 still in office, I should say. I was doing a stat- an old statute, and by golly, the senator was still still there. And his, wow. his files were in his office. He had to go to his office and go <laughs> to the, every file has for every bill. And you could see what the purpose of, what, yeah. what he was trying to fix. And, and I used that. But before they, so when a, a legislator retires, those files go to the state archives. Before they go, I've been told, they get a staff member who knows what they're doing and sanitize the file. Yeah, so it's even worse than that. Well, they'll take they'll take. In other oh. words, any documents this guy's written about. Oh no, this this will look bad. Well, Mike, take Jerry, I, I did notice in the yeah. Government Transparency Act, yeah. this you have done such a good job on this. You actually changed the way those kinds of records would be handled, don't you? Well, yeah, because here's here's a, I, I feel like every one of these is a sort of a, you have to pick your jaw off the floor and go what? Yes, because like. So here's the shocker, is that 
members of the legislature, and who pays their sa- their salary? We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a rhetorical question, but I thought we just established that from the beginning. Good lawyers always ask uh, a rhetorical question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, those records, individual records, are not are considered their property, and that if it if when they leave the office, it's voluntary under current law that individual records of a member go to the state archives. Voluntary. Oh my! So we've changed that. Yeah. We, we've got a we got a section that's titled that le- legislative records are the uh, the uh, are the property of the people, and all individual member records are subject to the state archiving rule. Period. Plus, we've added a new section, new new provisions in the existing statute regarding legislative uh, history records that in- explicitly uh, include records of individual members, and you can get you can request those, those as you as you go. So this is going to change all of this issue because of the very problem that um, there was a sanitizing, as you say, of, well, I got this letter from someone, you know, maybe a, an interested party, in a, you know, uh, from PG&E asking me to vote against uh, the, or vote for, pardon me, the bailout after the big fires that they caused with their equipment. Oh, and, I, you know, I looked at that, but I'd rather that piece of legislative history not get, you know, out there. So we'll just, you know. Well, you, you've, e- you've even applied it to agency uh, records correct. concerning their so, intentions uh, when they yeah, do a regulation. Because correct, and so one of the things that happens a lot because you know we spend a lot of time in the legislature, unfortunately, California legislature uh, lobbying members, and one of the things that happens a lot is that when, as we know, it's just a matter of like civil procedure, civil law. We have the the legislature creating law. And then the regulatory bodies, the agency, Department of Public Health, Health and Human Services, whatever, they pass, they adopt regulations that don't change the law, but they apply it and interpret it. Well, what happens is that when, when those regulations impact industry just as much as laws do, and what happens is that in order to influence the regulatory process that happens inside the state agencies, lobbyists will go to their favorite legislator, who they probably were at the you know, the fundraising event at the night before. and the right. that Jerry, we're coming up on a hard break here. Uh, we're going to have some very important ads. Folks, you're listening okay. to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're having a discussion with Jerry Flanagan of the Consumer Watchdogs. Stay tuned. We're going to have more. <laughs> 